likes history, Scott. Can you riddle me this? Riddle me this for a second. Just, I saw this and I want to know how true it is. Is it true that George Washington did not know that dinosaurs existed? Have you seen this post? Um, out and about. Yeah, but he might. I don't know. I don't know. I've never well, had like, a conversation. What is it like? The first fossil isn't like the first fossil was like discovered in like the like early eighteen hundreds or some shit like that, and George Washington died in like the late seventeen hundreds or something. So like, wouldn't it be that like, you know, GW just like didn't know dinosaurs existed and that was a thing? Well. <clears throat> So I think okay I want to get I want to get this right because I'm not a his, I like history but I'm not a historian. So 1824 the first official dinosaur fossil was discovered. Yes. George Washington died in 1799. So I don't even know if the term dinosaur was even coined by that. But that's my point like doesn't it kind of blow your mind that the fa- the father of our country the father of our country didn't know dinosaur was a thing. Did not know dinosaurs existed. I think dinosaur fossils had been found, but people thought they were fucking like dragon teeth or something. Like, yeah. like they, they, they didn't know what they were. They weren't officially, I mean, the Leakey family, Mary Leakey and her family, they're the ones, and that was like in our lifetime, that was like in the 70s. They put together like the fossil record. So yeah, it was way, way after George Washington. I mean, he had he had other things to worry about than prehistoric yeah, but lizards. I mean, he wasn't worrying about like he wasn't worrying about that shit his entire life. He had to worry about forming a brand new country and running a revolution. But the dude was old as dirt whenever he started doing that. So, wasn't he? I don't know. Um, I don't think people lived very long back then. But I, I'm on this website called DidYouKnowFacts.com. Did you know the melody of America's national anthem, the Star Spangled Banner, was originally an 18th century British drinking song about wine and sex? Did you know, Scott? That's quite fitting, I guess, in today's day and age. Yeah. But you know what? Back to the whole dinosaur thing, because, you know, I played with dinosaurs as a kid. You did? I did. I and, no um, idea. You know, the fact that it's shocking to you that George Washington didn't know dinosaurs existed... Isn't as shocking to me as the fact that there are people alive today in 2018 walking this earth in our country that don't believe that dinosaurs existed. Well, That's no, a thing. They believe thing. they believe they existed, but they believe that Jesus rode dinosaurs. That's there's a, a large group of people that believe that, which is nuts too. But there, I've seen the YouTube videos, and it's not satire. It's not the Onion of people doing videos. Saying that fossils aren't real, and dinosaurs did not exist. Yeah, but like they're like the flat earthers that want attention. They're the flat earthers. Yes, they want attention. No, I I really don't think they're trolling. I think they're being legitimately idiots. That's what I think. But I mean, in the age when like Kanye West can say all the shit he's saying and people praise him for that, you know, people get away with saying a lot of shit. They're like, yeah, let's question everything. Yeah, yeah, air's not a thing. I can't see the air. What the hell's going on? Adam, we're back. We're back. It's been a while. We've been we've been on a break. Yeah, we missed a couple of weeks. You had stuff going on. I had stuff going on. But oh, yeah. it's, it's nice to get back together. But getting back into a rhythm. Back in the grind. Yeah. Back in the grind of things. Have you? What have you been up to lately? Oh, dad, and so hard. I mean, it's summer. It is hot today. I know. I, I hate to talk about weather, but we always do because it's relevant and it's hot. It dad is and so hard. fucking hot. And I was, I've been like swimming. My grandmother has a swimming pool. My father-in-law has a swimming pool. So I've been taking the kids swimming. It's summertime, so Kristen's off work for the summer. She's a school teacher. I'm still working a lot, but as soon as I get off work, it's like right to the pool. It's, I'm a swimmer. I'm a swimmer guy. I know. Your life is so hard. You've been swimming so much. It's it's a hard knock life. You asked what I've been up to. I'm sorry. The answer's fucking swimming. For Scott. You ask, hey, what have you been up to? The answer, swimming. <clears throat> the answer was dad, I believe. Oh, but today's a big day. Oh, yeah? What, what is today? Today is my sixth anniversary. Congratulations, sir. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. Yeah. 
Yeah, we were we were partnered up, partying it up six years yeah, ago. Six years ago tonight, we were getting shitty drunk at my wedding reception. Hell yeah, listening to the band. And then yeah. we went to a, a a bar that's connected to a hotel and got shitty drunk there too. We did. Yeah, I think I vaguely remember that. Yeah, the yeah. after party. Yeah, the yeah. after party after the party. Oh, dude. I don't know. So did you do anything special today for your uh, anniversary, your nuptials? Your... We swam. You we swam? Yeah, swam. That's what Kristen wanted to do. We had the kids, so yeah, it's... It's hard knock life. Kid. But, you know, we're taking it kind of easy this weekend. Next weekend, Adam, balls to the wall. It's a banger. It's a banger. You want to you tell the, the listeners what we're planning on doing next weekend. It's, it's going to be a banger. We're going to get shitty drunk, okay. beyond toasted. Like, we're going to be so toasted, we're burnt. The the, the <laughs> customers got to tell the waitress, send this toast back. They burned it. At the Buffett concert. Jimmy Buffett. That's right. Jimmy Buffett and the Coral Reefers. I'm bringing Adam with me. I've never been to a Buffett concert I'm before. I'm pop his Buffett cherry. Oh, yeah. Now, la- unfortunately, last year... Jimmy Buffett didn't come locally here. The, the, we see the show in Pittsburgh. He didn't come to Pittsburgh last year, and that was very disappointing. The year before, you were supposed to come, but you couldn't get off work or something came up at the last minute. And It might have been, yeah. That was, I was that. very disappointed. So, so I'm looking forward. You, you're coming no matter what, and we're going to go wild. We're, we're going to get shitty, and it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, Jimmy Buffett is my favorite artist. The Coral Reefers are my favorite band of all time. They've been at it a long time. Yeah. They've been doing it since the The 60s. Dude likes to party. The dude's like 80 and he goes hard. He smokes a lot of weed and drinks a lot of booze right on (laughs) stage. And it's it's just so fun. The party in the parking lot leading up to the show is the part I think you'll enjoy the most. You're not a big jimmy buffett music guy and that's I know, fine i know that's a couple fine. i know a right. couple songs i love his music I'm, I'm really into him and i've taken people to the show before they're like oh you know i don't really like buffett's music and i tell them i'm like that's fine you don't have to but i promise you you are going to have a great time partying before and every time they're like i want to go back next year so yeah <laughs> so i'm looking forward to having you there is it gonna like rain or be like super hot or something like that because we're, be, <sighs> we're gonna be drinking outside so. I, I, yeah, I tell you what, I've gone a long time. I've gone, this is probably my 12th or 15th year going, and there's been years where it has just dumped rain on us, downpoured. There's been years where it was like 95 degrees in the beating hot sun, and there's been everything in between, and honestly, it doesn't fucking matter. <laughs> you get so <laughs> drunk where you could <laughs> you could be on a desert island, or you could be in a tornado, and it wouldn't fucking matter. So, looking forward to that. I'm Going to make my famous jungle juice. Your world famous jungle I juice. I make well. Unfortunately, this year it's going to be a little bit of bridge. It's going to have a a different recipe, and I'm I'm very concerned about it. I make my jungle juice for the Buffett concert every year. I make a big <laughs> water cooler of it, and the key ingredient. The key. Take notes, people. The key ingredient is 190 proof. Everclear grain alcohol. Damn. Unfortunately, we live in Pennsylvania. Ohio's just over the ridge over there. Those two states, you cannot buy that. You can get it in South Carolina. You can get it in Georgia. I'm sure there's other states out west you can get it in. But in in the eastern area where we are, I've bought it in South Carolina and Georgia. Well, I hadn't been to those states, so I couldn't get it. A friend of mine, Deloney, he went he went to a bachelor party in, in South Carolina. I told him, bring me back Everclear. Bring me back 190 proof. You got to do. He said he would. He gets back. He goes, I got drunk and forgot. So dirty fucking Deloney. Yeah. So he re- so I'm going to have to make do. I don't have 190 proof to, to use the recipe. So I've been doing some research. I've been trying to change it. The highest we can go in PA is 151. So I went to the liquor store to buy some Bacardi 151. You familiar? Yeah. Super. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I lived off of Bacardi 151 in college. I go to, I don't see it. I see all the million kinds of Bacardis. And I asked the uh, the teller, the, the nice clerk working at the, said, hey, Bacardi 151. He looks at me like I'm speaking another language. He's like, they haven't made Bacardi 151 in two years. They quit making it two years ago. I was, I was shocked at that. I had no idea. I, like, 
yes, it's been a long time since I had Bacardi 151. In fact, when I made my Jungle Juice two years ago, in addition to the 190 Everclear, I added Bacardi 151. So that was, but that was two years ago, so it made sense. And then what happened? Trump got elected. You're and, blaming and, and it and on now Trump. The Bacardi, motherfucker, what else is it? What <laughs> it? Thanks a lot, Trump. You took Bacardi 151 away from us. But I was able to get uh, cruising 151. Maybe, maybe they, maybe the Bacardi people were like, Trump got elected. We got to stop making this shit now. Yeah, it, we. It must have been us. Well, they are from uh, Puerto Rico. Didn't they just get hit with a horrible hurricane not that long ago? And Trump like didn't do anything but throw paper towels at him. Yeah, so. he threw paper towels at him, and he made a bunch of excuses for why we could. It's across the ocean, man. How are we supposed to get all the stuff over there? But Pitbull could fly his private jet over there and take a bunch of sick people to America to treat them, so. Woo! So Pitbull says. It's a 305. (laughs) Pitbull's a huge Jimmy Buffett fan. Is he? They're both from Florida, so. Maybe maybe we'll see Pitbull at the concert next week. He was just at the the Miami Dade concert, so I I doubt he'll be in the Pittsburgh one. But anyway, I've got Cruz in 151, and, uh. So we'll see. We'll see. I hope, I hope the, I hope it turns out okay. If anybody here listening has a great jungle juice recipe, send us an email for your distraction at gmail.com. I can't have 190 proof, which is, which is dear, near and dear to my heart. So any other good recipes, send our way. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, it's been a, it's been a relatively uneventful couple weeks i'd say since we recorded you know i've been hanging out relaxing going to work all that drinking good stuff some beer drinking, what are you drinking right now i'm drinking rolling rock at the moment rolling That's rock rolling we're not having an official beer of the show but we'll give shout outs to the beers that we're drinking yeah so you're drinking the old extra pale rolling rock yeah good good beer good beer i'm drinking southern tier pilsner german style so yeah, that's another, another shout out to Southern Tier. It's not bad too. Yeah. That's, that's a pretty good one. Um, but I did see uh, Incredibles two. Oh, Incredibles two. Incredibles two. I'm gonna tell you this right now. This is straight from Adam at Four Year Distraction. Get your ears ready for it. Incredibles two is pretty good. It's a pretty good movie. It's a pretty good movie. I, that's I, the hot take you're giving us. That's the hot take I'm, I'm giving you. You you built it up. We had drum rolls going, and you ended it with it was pretty good. It's pretty good. Pretty good movie. It's a pretty good movie. It's actually like just as good as the first one, I think. Like the first one is good. It's been what's really funny is there was a, there was all the big jokes about like oh my god it's been like what fourteen years since they made the last one it's been like it's been like fifteen fourteen fifteen years whatever and before the movie started like within the presentations uh, they had all the main cast like filming them like saying like look we get it. We get it. It's been a long time, but look, you know, you're it's it's worth the wait. Trust, trust us. So, uh, Samuel Jackson up there just saying like, you know, trust, trust me. It's worth the wait. It's it's gonna be great. It's gonna be great, guys. Like, so there was all that big joke, and I'm like, okay, okay. It was was it worth the wait? Yeah. I here's my thing. Here's my thing about the movie, and, and I've been thinking about this. I don't know. It, it was a good movie. It's a good watch. It's worth to go see it. I don't know if I think it's just as good, if not better, than the first one because it's just as good as the first one, or if it's just been so long since I saw the first one that I'm like, wow, we got another Incredibles two or another Incredibles movie. Let's fucking go. You know, it's one of those kind of things. It's like the Star Wars syndrome. It's been so long, like since episode one. Like, oh, man. Like the Phantom Menace came out. People were psyched to go see the Phantom Menace. People went to go see it. I'm sure there was a lot of people that were like, that was pretty fucking good. That was a good fucking movie. And then they realized afterwards, like, huh, was it a good movie, though? See, I was probably in eighth grade when the Phantom Menace came out. And I knew then that it was a pile of trash. After seeing it, I'm like, this fucking little shit of a kid. Like, I'm fucking tired of him. Would somebody throat cock him for me because he sucks? Oh, God. That's so harsh. Yeah, well, he That's sucks. so fucking he sucks. harsh. He's like, hey. I, you know, I, I, I want to see. I want to see The Incredibles. I'm probably not going to see it in the theaters. I'm probably going to wait till it comes out on the DVD, Blu-ray, and digital download. And I will purchase it because... 
the Disney Pixar films are worth me buying, yeah. not only for myself, but for my kids, too. We'll watch it a thousand times. So I probably won't see it till then. I mean, I'm not going to spoil the movie or anything like that, but I mean, it's it's a Disney Pixar Incredibles movie. So, like, when I'm watching it, as I'm being entertained by the movie, the story, I'm like, I know where the story's going. I know who the villain's going to be. I know what's going on. Like, I kind of can predict a little bit of what's going on because it's kind of a kid's movie. But there's enough, like, adult jokes thrown in there like they tend to do. Especially with Sam. Every time Samuel Jackson's on the screen, there's always got to be some. He's almost he's almost always cussing. Honey, where is my super suit? That's such a great line from the first film. Yeah, they had I another, hope he's got some good lines. They had another one of those little bits in there. It wasn't <laughs> as long. His wife. It, yeah, what is it? it wasn't as long as the other one because they didn't drag it out. But it was another like quick bit with that, and it was it was great. Um, but I think it was a pretty entertaining movie. I think the movie tried to really hamper home that a, you know, woman power, and I'm fine with that. That's cool. It, it was a good movie. It was a good message to send because if you've seen the trailers, you know. Uh, Elastigirl is going back in the field as a superhero and yeah, Mr. Incredible is being stay-at-home dad kind of thing. So, you know, that that was already in the trailer, so that's not really a spoiler. Well, what's kind of fitting for that is, I don't know if it has any correlation, but um, I don't know if you heard in the news, John, you know, John Lasseter, he's the CEO of Pixar, and he's a big shot at Disney all around. He was just thrown out on his rear end for Me Too stuff. Really? Yes. He was accused of some inappropriate behavior and some some unwanted sexual advances to some of his subordinates who worked for him. So yeah, he got he got suspended at first with pay, which changed to suspended without pay, which in turn led to his dismissal from the company. So being that Pixar does a woman power epic, maybe maybe has something to do with that. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it was good. it was a good, it was a good message they sent out to the kids there. Like it, like it was really good. You know, Lassa Girl's a really really good superhero. You know, she's really entertaining. She knows what she's doing and everything like that. So I mean, it was a really good message, and it didn't take away the fact that you know they kind of like made Mister Incredible the stay at home dad. Lassa Girl's out there kicking ass and everything. I'm gonna say this: the funnier moments happened with Mister Incredible and the family. So like, Lassa Girl was like the real like action-y like figuring out solving the problem kind of thing and like the Mr. Incredible moments were like him being a stay-at-home dad and not being able to handle it and him like working off like two hours of sleep over the period of like four days or whatever so it was an entertaining movie though so you recommend it to the listeners I recommend it to the listeners there was a short film that happened before the movie Disney and Pixar like like they like to do that yeah really weird really fucking weird I got I understood it really weird it was like it was uh, i i don't know who made it i don't know who was involved in it but it was like an asian short film so like all, all the characters are asian in there um and they had the stereotypical their eyes were closed the entire time which stereotypical asians how was had. the animation because that's usually with those it was it was pretty good it was, it was pretty good because those short films they're always nominated for oscars for best animated <clears throat> short and they they're so short the story just got to be real simple it's yeah. just got to be the there animation was like, there was zero lines of dialogue it was all music yeah, and just yeah. animation so it was it was it was pretty good I, I did like the animation it was a little weird if an asian person wasn't behind it i would call the short film racist though. oh okay so i'm just gonna say that i really hope there was an asian lead behind it okay. because if not i'd be a little worried it's like, it's like Spike Lee's allowed to use the N word in his film. Yeah, Ron Howard isn't. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Exactly. Right. It's kind of like Opie that. Taylor better not be doing that. Richie Cunningham better not be dropping N bombs. Oh, no, like, absolutely okay. not. Okay, all right. Yeah, it, it's Spike's the, good. Spike's cool. It's one of those kind of things. So it was, it was a, it was a really entertaining movie that had a really weird twist in it. And then when you saw the end of it, you're like, oh, I get it. And then I there was it had a message to it, and I'm like. I get the message. I know. Pixar, you, you sly fox, you, you putting this at the beginning of your movie. You, you wascals. You, yeah, you wascally individuals. <laughs> I get it. But no, it was pretty good. It was entertaining. Like, we were sitting there, we're like, the entire time, we're like, um, is this, this is a weird opening to The Incredibles. Like, this is kind of weird, but okay. And then we were waiting for the tie into The Incredibles. Like, was Dash watching, like, a weird film or something like that? It's like, nope, it was the whole thing. I'm like, 
all right. I didn't pay for that, but okay. Whoop whoop. Hootie hoo! Yeah, cops are stopping somebody out just, there. Just hear the sirens. Holla hootie hoo when you see cops. Yeah, they're stopping them all right. right out the pickup. There we go. Okay. Anyway, yeah, it is a good movie. I recommend you go to see it. You're not going to go see it, but. All right, so before we switch gears here while we're talking about Pixar, one thing I'd like to bring up that you probably don't care about at all, but is huge in my world today. On this very day, in Hollywood Studios of Walt Disney World in Orlando, Florida, Toy Story Land opened to the public. Toy Story Land. Correct. So, like, is it... Basically, would it be, like, just a giant version of Andy's room? Or is it, like, environments where, like, the toys would exist in? Uh, A little bit of both. It's actually considered Andy's Backyard. And through the through the magic of Disney, you are Disney vision. You are shrunken down to the size and scale of a toy. You are basically a toy. Everything around you is just like massive in scale. And you're walking through a rendition of Andy's backyard. And he's got some of his toys setting about Woody, Buzz, Rex, Potato Head, Jesse. They're all like big versions of them. There's like Tinker Toys and Lincoln Logs and Connects, like that are the barriers of the land. Just really cool. And there's two new rides that opened in the a slinky dog roller coaster, which looks a lot of fun. Yeah. And there's like a you know the green alien guys. Like there's like a spinny the ride. Th- yeah, them. There's like a spinny ride with them. Plus there's a couple eateries and already the existence stuff. Yeah, uh, Pizza there. Planet there. Pizza Planet. Yeah, there's a Pizza Planet. There's a couple other things. It's it's really cool. Really cool. I'm excited to go. So today was the opening day. Disney does this thing that's called Extra Magic Hours. So if you stay at a Disney resort, like their hotels, their, you get a, a band called a magic band. And when there's extra magic hours, one park has it before early. Before the park opens to the public, you can come in two hours early. Other parks, you can stay two hours late. It's like an extra incentive to stay on pro- on their properties. Yeah. Other people who are driving over for the day or staying at the Holiday Inn, you know, they don't get that advantage. Today, the extra magic hours were at Hollywood Studios for the new Toy Story Land, two hours early. So the park opened at 8 o'clock just for the guests staying on Disney property. There were so many people there lined up blocking. They had to open it up at 6 a.m., Shit. By eight, there was a five hour wait for the Slinky Dog roller coaster. Five hours you stand in line to ride that ride before the park is even open to the general admission. Why doesn't Okay. A little, little bit of little bit of little bit of business and economics thought. Why doesn't Disney just open more parks? They have a shit ton of parks opened up. Like they but, have a no, lot, I mean like, like like more Disneylands. Like There's a lot of them. Okay, where's the closest Disney Disney World or Disneyland to us? Right here. There, you go to you you always go Orlando. down to like Florida. Yeah. Okay, so There's why two in the United States? Anaheim, California, no, that, no, Orlando, okay, Florida. Okay, but that, I'm talking about here. Like, why don't they just open like, a bunch? Why don't they open one up in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania? Yeah, like open up one there. You can get a lot of jobs to people there. People would flock to there as opposed to driving all the way down to Orlando. And you know, like I'd go to fucking Disney World a couple, maybe one or two times a year, you know, and experience it if they had one closer to here. Rather than traveling to California or to Orlando, Florida, like why don't they have one in Texas? Why don't they have one in Washington? Why don't they have you know at least like a few of them closer by in the United States to people? So they have in Orlando, yeah. they have four parks. They have the Magic Kingdom, Hollywood Studios, Epcot, and Animal Kingdom. Four parks right in Orlando. There's two parks. In Anaheim, California. Disneyland and California Adventure. Then we're going international. They've got a park in Paris, France. I don't care about, I don't care about international. They, I don't care about I do. I do. They've got a park in Paris, France. They've got a park in Shanghai, China. They've got a park in Hong Kong, China. They've got a park in Tokyo, Japan. So with the four international parks, the four at Disneyland, they've got ten. Ten parks across the world. 
I think there might be a second one in Tokyo, but I'm not I'm not 100% on that. But that's a lot. That's well, great. But when you have more money than God, when you have more money than God, 10 is not that much. They have more money than God for a reason. They know what to do. And you know what? You have a good idea. I'm not shitting on I'm your idea. I'm not saying they need to open one every 50 miles. There's a new Disneyland. I would that's love not, that. That's, but that's not what I'm that. saying. But what I'm saying is maybe maybe open one up either in like Erie or Pittsburgh or Cleveland, somewhere nearby within driving distance. And then maybe somewhere like another big states within like, you know, like that, you know what I mean? Like somewhere like in some of these other larger cities open up. A, you'd be given a lot of jobs, a lot of people that need them. And... You'd be making probably more money because people would flock to. You probably, I, I'd be willing to bet they, they make even more money because more people go to Disneyland. There's probably a lot of people that don't go to Disneyland because a, it's always crowded, and b, it's so far away from a lot of people. They can't afford to go down. But if you had, if I had, a, if I had like a Disneyland or a Disney World like an hour away, I'm like, it's fucking summer. Hey, let's go down to fucking Disney World. Fuck it, let's go. Let's, okay. It'd be like the Pittsburgh Zoo. Let's fucking go. Who cares? All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna add my two cents because first of all, I want to say, Adam, I love your idea. I am on board 100. percent This should be a thing. This should happen. I, I've I've never Disney wanted, basically I owns never, the fucking world. At I have this never point. ever wanted to suck your dick as much as I do right now <laughs> for what you just said. It is an amazing idea, and if anybody, if anybody could pull it off, it would be Disney because we know. Judging by what Disney has done with other things, <clears throat> Star Wars, they love to saturate the market. Star Wars <laughs> of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. They're buying up every single piece of entertainment media just all around. They're buying up TV stations. They're buying up movie studios. They're buying up all this shit. They've got the money. They could do it. So what's stopping them? Well, they could do it. They could do this. Um... Oh, man, that would be so fucking pimp. Disney, here's... I'm going to be devil's advocate here. Here's why I think they won't. It cost a shit ton of money to make a park like that. We're talking in the multiples of millions, close to billions. Those parks are fucking expensive. You need a lot of space. You need to buy a lot of land. You need a big area. The places that they put them before were in the middle of nowhere that's now sprung up to be huge cities around Disney. And another big thing is why well, you brought up Pittsburgh, Cleveland, Erie, or even New York. The weather doesn't necessarily cooperate. All the places they have them now are like beautiful places that they can be open all year. I'm not saying it has to be as big as what they have. I'm not saying it has to be as big as and as epic as the Orlando one, but put something there. You know, so, something Disney, maybe a smaller version of their Disney World, maybe some more indoor-esque rides, like the Avatar-esque, the v, some of their VR rides they have that will probably have Which to be I more indoor. Which I think indoor. you would love. I would fucking love that. I think I, you would, I would love absolutely, that. I've, I've heard about it, and I mm. fucking want to do it. I love VR. Like, maybe some more of, like, maybe if you're going into, like, the Pittsburgh, Cleveland area, a lot of these areas that have bad weather, snow, or whatever, put some more of, like, the indoor stuff. Mm -hmm. You know, do you deal a little, maybe a little bit outdoor, but all indoor-centric, and make them smaller. You know, like a little taste. Like a little taste of Disney, you know? So yeah. I think you would, because you're not a big thrill ride kind of guy. No. But the, the Avatar, and you love the movie Avatar. <laughs> it's the VR and you sit on like a chair yeah. and the chair like moves it's like a motorcycle like like your yes. legs are straddling yes. it yes. and i i i've i've heard people talk about it it's like you can feel like like the thing the chair moves like it's breathing cuz mm -hmm. you're like on one of those like right pterodactyl things or whatever those the banshee yeah, the banshees yeah. and like you could feel it breathing between your legs and the movement and everything like that i, would... I don't want to call them a banshee because i know that the the navi that's the sound of the police they're back Cops are, okay. The okay. block is hot, Adam. Block is the hot. block is hot. Okay, I hope this never happens, but what would it be like if all of a sudden there was a gunfight out there and the cop has to take somebody down and we're live on the scene? We're here. We're rolling. We're, we're, we're rolling. No racist. No racist. But I do have black neighbors, yeah. so maybe they're like <laughs> we're, we're rolling. cops love to shoot black people. I would so. rip this section apart if that happened, and I would put it up right away the second that we got off. Okay, pull back the curtain here before we get back to talking about Disney a little bit more. 
uh, outside our, our studio, like, about, what, 10 minutes ago? Yeah. A cop rolls by with his lights on. Pulls over he pulls pickup. over a pickup truck. right, And we we stopped the show. We paused and we went over and watched it. And and now we started, we recorded the show again. The same exact thing happened. And almost, the, cop, the cop pulled him over, by the way, for like a minute. Like a minute the dude yeah. pulled over and he let him go. And now like there's like a speed trap up there, I think, or something. There must be. Like this is. Why there's a speed trap on your road? I don't know. Because there doesn't seem like there's a lot of traffic, but. Well, the bridge is out at the other end. Yeah. So now everybody starts cutting through my road. So that could be why. Fair. So, so yeah, coming to you live from Wheatland Road, where the block is hot. Cops are swarming the neighborhood would you like area. Me, would you like me to censor out your street name? Would you Would you like me to do that? I don't give a shit. Okay. To be honest, no. All right. Come and, get, come and get some. <laughs> Just check it. Anyway. All right. Yeah. Back to back to the nature yeah. at hand. Um, yeah, the Avatar ride. That, that, that's, that's I've heard it's amazing. You would like it because it's not a thrill ride. As you know, we are both Kevin Smith lovers, and I listen to his podcast yes. all the time. And he talked about how he took his mother and some of his family to Disney, the one in Orlando, Disney where World, the yeah. where the Disney World, where the Avatar ride is. It's in Animal Kingdom. Yeah, right. It's where the Avatar ride is, and he got like the special pass mm-hmm. where he could bypass like everything. You know, like he like I guess actually what I think is is his brother works there or something like that or like his cousin or something like somebody he knows works there. So like he kind of like took them through and stuff like that. And his mother is like she can't walk very well. So she had like a wheelchair and he got to like cut ahead of a lot of people and like do shit. So he like got real quick and like he tried the avatar right. He's like it's like riding a fucking like riding one of those creatures. Like, yeah. It's exactly like it. It's insane. I've actually never done that ride yet. I know it's crazy. I guess it's like a 12-hour wait for that ride it's, or some it's, shit. It's really popular. I haven't got a chance to do it yet. I'm going to this spring. I'm, I'm going to ride that ride. I'm going to ride the shit out of it. There's a ride that's being built. It's not open yet. Another one of your favorite films. They're making a Tron oh, light cycle. Roller- now, this one's kind of like that, but it is actually a roller coaster. and You don't like roller coasters, but it's VR in a roller coaster. So you're actually going with the VR. Ooh. And it's Tron. Ooh. It's like the light cycles from the Tron movie. I think it's gonna be fucking rad. I, I honestly like. I just I just don't like heights. I don't have a problem. But you with wouldn't the, see the yeah. heights because you. But you would still see the heights because when the roller coaster drops, obviously it has to drop in the movie in the, in in the, the VR yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Because then yeah. you would you would get sick if it didn't. So, <laughs> so I don't know. Those those are two awesome things that I think because because you love Avatar and you love Tron and they're using VR, which you also love in yeah. or incorporating them in both of them. So, I don't know. That's cool. But Toy Story Land opened today. Super stoked about it. Can't wait to go. Uh, but, yeah, open, and open to Disney everywhere. That's a great idea. But what Disney does with Star Wars, especially Star Wars, how they've milked that cash cow yeah. to its last drop. Uh, they, If anybody would do that, what you're proposing, it would be Disney. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of Star Wars, speaking of Star Wars, I uh, was watching TV the other day and The Force Awakens was on. Yeah. And I, and I watched it from start to finish. Last and, Jedi is on Netflix now, by the way. So this is, this is what I'm getting at. So when The Force Awakens ended right away, I'm like, I've never watched them back to back. Have you? No. See, I I've only ever seen The Last Jedi one. No, twice. I saw it twice. Uh-huh. I think. Nope, I saw it once. Take in it back. The theater, saw with it once. Me. Theater, yeah. I, I only saw it once. I might have seen it a second time with my mother and my sister. I can't remember, but So The Force Awakens was on regular TV. I watched it start to finish. And as soon as it ended, I went into Netflix and I watched The Last Jedi. So I watched The Force Awakens and The Last Jedi back to back. I'd never done that to this point. And I have some feelings. I know we talk about Star Wars a lot on this program. We're beating a dead horse. We're bad as Disney. Yeah. But um, it's worth discussing, Adam. Unpopular opinion? I like... I like The Last Jedi. I like it now more than I, I did when you, I saw the theater. I need you to take a, take a minute or two 
and explain to me why you love it so much. I never said I love why it so much. Why you like much. it. I'm sorry. Why you but like do, it so much. Why? I think the correct term me. is I like it more now than when I initially kinda, saw it for the first time in the theater with you. You, you kind of liked it in the theater. You were iffy about it, but you kind of leaned more towards liking it in the well, theater. I like it more now than I did then. You need to... It's grown on me. I think there was some action scene. I didn't... I still don't like the casino scene. I feel like, what the fuck is that? Yeah. That's that like shouldn't, that's that shouldn't 30 minutes th- of the movie. That's like... That shouldn't be a thing. Yeah. That was unnecessary. Okay. They let the alien horses with six legs go. Fun. Crashing Great. through concrete and yeah. shit like that. Yeah. Whatevs. Cool. Me that's no enough. Sense. That's enough. Okay. So, uh, just, just Luke. Luke's important to me. <clears throat> Luke was a central role in this movie. You didn't have him in The Force Awakens, other than robot hand reaching out yeah. for the lightsaber, fade to black at the end. I like Luke. Next to Han, who. Yeah. Next to Han, Luke is my next favorite character. He's the central role. The whole saga of Star Wars is about the Skywalker lineage. And that's important. When I watched The Force Awakens, I still don't like it. I still think it's crap. But I kind of like The Last Jedi. I do. I it kind of grew on me. Yeah, I, think I need he, you to take me down the fucking trail. Explain to me why you like what's it. What's important to me when I've I watch told you a movie? I why I hate it. T- tell me why you like it. What's important to me, Adam, when I watch a movie? What what are what do I want to happen? I want to be what? Entertained. Entertained. Are you not entertained? That's what I want. I want a movie. I use this word way too much. I overuse this word. But it's I want to have fun. I want to watch something I enjoy. And I want to like it. I want to be entertained. I want to have fun with it. When I did this the other day, I did. Just after back-to-back watching The Force Awakens, what I didn't. I really wasn't entertained. I'm sitting there being cynical the whole time watching. I'm like, this, that, fuck this. And then that happened, and I'm like, all right. Yeah, like I was, the the, the, the scene with they, they fight, and the, at, at the end, at the end, where they, where they have the jig, the ATAs, or with the shoot down at yeah. Luke, and it's, that's fucking cool. That's fucking cool. The ending was so bad. Let me tell you why. They had a fucking f- bullshit cannon that they couldn't even name. What was the name of the cannon they used to break down the door? What was the name of it? Oh, I don't remember. It was it was some weird, stupid name where it's it, it, they call it, they called it like the Imperial Battering Ram or some shit like that. Where it's like, first of all, why the fuck did they land? Like, five miles away from the goddamn fortress. They knew where the fortress was. Why'd they land five miles away and then drag the battering ram if they're going to do it? It's just the fucking First Order, and the literally the only thing that the, the Rebellion had, that the Resistance had, was these bullshit salt skimmers, or whatever you want to call them, and that's all they had. And they were blast. They were just, oh, look, it's like fish in a barrel with those things. Why'd they land so fucking far away for dramatic tension that didn't need to be there? Well, what was the recon? What did what did the four First Order have as recon? Did they know how ill-equipped the... Yes. Did they know? Because they blew their fleet out of the sky and they ran away in escape pods. They knew. They fucking knew. They knew those big guns didn't work. They had big guns. They did have those big guns. They were they were for shit. Half of them didn't work. Remember, they're they're trying to hustle to like hot wire them real quick. They were already there at the old base, yeah. so they didn't know. They could have thought, oh well, we'll just land but our it's motherfucking a first cannon. Order. It's a first order that is the most that is as evil as the Empire. Why would they not send a couple Tie Fighters down there to test them out? Because maybe they thought they. Why could would be they blown not? Up. Yeah, exactly. What do they care? The fucking first order. Their ships keep getting bigger. Their ships, no matter what, every movie, they just keep getting fucking bigger for no reason. Do you think they care about a couple little TIE Fighters? Send three TIE Fighters down there, test out to see if those fucking cannons work. If they blast them out, okay, we'll land them out. If they don't, boom, okay, let's land the fucking cannon closer. Do you think they care? Did no. You, I feel like you studied at West Point. I feel like you're going to pull the f- fast one on me. Well, here's my stripes. Four-star General Sill was here also, if I was leaving. Also... And why, here's what Custer did wrong. Why are we still using the at-at design of walkers? Why are we still using the at-at design? Those are the worst designed 
fucking battle things ever. Like, they were better designed in the Clone Wars movies because they were shorter, closer to the ground, you couldn't wrap a fucking tow cable around them. I'm sorry. No, I love this. I love where this is going. No, no. Like, like why are we still using that, that, that horribly designed fucking piece of shit you're better off using tank treads at that point when teddy bears throw logs at you if it falls it's not good for war exactly like. exactly why why are they still using that continue with why you liked it so what else did you I, like I about just it? had fun dude it was fun okay I can i ask you something unpopular opinion entertaining entertaining is an incredibly important point of a movie yes but isn't it especially for a star wars movie isn't it also just as important for the plot to make sense for a Star Wars movie, isn't it just as important for the plot to make sense? I Especially mean, when you've got Disney bucks behind it. George Lucas kind of set the bar low on that. Like, yeah. he, he really did. And so, I think this movie, plot-wise, written-wise, was on the on the prequel level of plot. Absolutely was. There were some good parts about it. I love everything. I loved. I loved the Luke. I loved the Luke sequences. Everything but the milk drinking scene that everybody talks about that was a little weird everything but that i love the luke and ray sequence i love that i love the kylo ren sequence the whole back and forth that ray had with kylo ren and everything like that over over that shit i love that i hated everything else everything with the resistance and that bullshit reason why what's her fucking name couldn't just tell everybody hey you know guess what um this is this is this is the plan. This this is not even, not tell everybody, but tell like the person that he she knows is not a traitor. Like here's the plan. Don't do anything stupid. We've got a plan. Could have avoided that whole sequence casino scene if you she would have just told her. And then that whole bullshit, the whole the whole hijacking scene, the whole like uh, pulling a coup, which ended five minutes later with everybody getting knocked out and just everything reversing back to the way it was. It could have could have solved that whole problem if she would have just told the person who she knew was not a spy, like, look, we got a plan. Chill out. This is the plan. This is what we're going to do. Relax. So much. It, the writing was so bad. The writing, the it, it was a pretty fucking movie. It looked great, but the writing was terrible. Whoever wrote that movie was just high all the time because they're like, we need a, we need a solution for this. F- we'll just say it is. We'll just say it is the way it is because fuck it. Who cares? I would. I mean, if you go back to the originals, um, George Lucas, he's a great producer, and I think he he created this universe, these characters, this storyline. So you can't shit on his writing a hundred percent. Yeah, that he was involved with the prequel trilogy, and we know how much of that sucked donkey dick. Okay, we get it. But I I, I can't take away from George Lucas being a great writer. Okay, so he he wrote. The original, A New Hope, Empire. He's, he's responsible for that and it's great. So you gotta say George Lucas can write, he can produce. I think he's a par to Midland director. I think some of his shots are boring. I think what helped him, what helped him do A New Hope, Empire Strikes Back, and Return of the Jedi are people who he's friends with. He is like very good friends with Steven Spielberg with Francis Ford Coppola. He was friends with George Romero, other great directors, that when he was getting his start back then, he went to them and said, yo, what should I do in this scene? Those are great directors I mentioned. Better than Lucas. And so when they give him some advice, he listens. So he has a hit on his hand. Star Wars was a huge hit. So when he comes back in the 90s and early 2000s and does the prequel trilogy, who's around him? A whole bunch of fucking yes men. Yeah. When he says... I'm going to fucking film the ship that's going through the water and there's big old fish. Here's an idea. Sounds great, George. Three movies about intergalactic politics. (laughs) That sounds great, right? And they're like, yes, George, whatever you say, man. See, that was the problem. And I think when Disney acquired the rights to it to do the next three in the spinoffs, I think it's good because he's not doing that. So they bring other people in. I trust JJ. I trust JJ. I trust JJ. That's who's stepping in for the next one. JJ's taking the reins back. He is. You're saying that, but you hated the one that JJ did. You didn't like that one. I like the one he didn't. I'm critical of it. I'm critical of it because 
he copied a lot from Lucas. I would argue that, that it's the same as A New Hope. Yeah, everybody would argue that. And everybody would argue that the next one was the same as Five and, and Six. They wouldn't be wrong. It's literally the same movie. Uh, Luke and Ray on the middle of nowhere island is very similar to Luke and Yoda in middle of nowhere swamp. You could literally copy and paste the crawl from episode five onto the crawl to episode eight, and it would not make a difference. It would almost not make a difference. You'd be a little confused. You'd be like, well, it's the Empire. I thought it was the first order. Other than that, it, you, it wouldn't make a difference because the crawl would have been the same thing. Literally the same start of the story. And then it's like, all right, I love Poe Dameron. I love Poe Dameron. In the beginning of that movie, why didn't the First Order just shoot his fucking TIE fighter down instead of waiting that whole sequence of events for him to start, for BB-8 to start that fucking hyperdrive on his on his X-Wing, I mean. Not TIE fighter. You don't know how space weapons work. Maybe why it takes time first, to prime. Why did the First Order not shoot him down? Why were they waiting for this negotiation bullshit? Why did the First Order not just shoot him down? It's a fucking evil First Order. They should have shot the fucking X-Wing and then went after the ever, everybody else. I think they wanted some information. I think well, they What information? They had they had him outgunned. They had this massive ship. They didn't need any information. Yeah. Mm. Here also, we go. Here we also, go. And one more thing. Also, Bombs don't work that way in space. Future bombs do. Future bombs. If if you if come up with science, if they would have had the bombs in one central column and each one or each one had its own little uh little uh thruster attached with that would force it down, I would have said that was great. But just dropping the bombs. Also, the drop bay door is open and that person was sitting there on the catwalk, yet there was no oxygen suck, sucking out, you know? Like, like what was going on with that? What if there was an invisible force field? Okay, then show me the fucking invisible force field to make me not criticize it. What if, you, what if it was invisible? What if it was cloaked? Okay, but we've seen the star, we've seen star Trek force field. We, you can see through the force field while so, showing the shimmer. Just saying. Just saying. It's not future bombs. Can you? It's a long time ago in a galaxy far, <laughs> yeah. far away bombs. I'm going to correct myself yeah. there. Yeah. Can you can you defend the Leia scene? The Leia <laughs> death scene? Can you defend that? I feel like I could have defended it better if they would have known that Carrie Fisher was going to bite the dust. Because that would have been it. That would have been the perfect That's write-off fine. for her. But they didn't know that. They thought, oh. No, no, no. Can you defend Super Leia? I mean, she's got the Force in her. Yeah, she's Force-sensitive. Doesn't mean she trained in the Force, though. Yeah. How do we know? She trained in the Force. What she she did or did not do. So she was able to train in the Force that she could handle an explosion getting sucked out of the vacuum of space and in that cold, empty space where there's no auction, sustain herself while having the energy to pull herself back to the door. Not a year, Adam. Not a fucking year goes by where some SUV flips over on some kid's leg and the mom all of a sudden gets the strength of a hundred bears and she lifts that motherfucker off of it. You, you know, it's, it's yeah, a crazy she's not thing. suffocating it's a while crazy she's doing mo- it. <laughs> she's not, she's, she still has air while she's doing it. She's I, not in the vacuum of space while she's doing it. Even better. If they at zero G's, it's even lighter. If, <laughs> if they would have alluded to something along the lines of mentioning the fact that she trained with Luke a little bit to master some force sensitivity, I'd have been like, at least they're trying. Oh, her son, Ben, he comes home. Hey, honey, what'd you learn in school today? Well, Mom, I learned how to not breathe in when there's no oxygen. You want? Oh, that's kind of neat. Yeah, this is what Uncle Luke taught me. You never know. Maybe that's a, maybe fucking. And if they would have. Kylo Ren hangs shit on the refrigerator door and there she sees it. It's like, oh, that's how that works. Fun. And if they would have, you know, gave me a little backstory on that as opposed to the 30 minutes we spent at the <laughs> casino, I'd have been like, all right, sick, cool. Can you, can you, ex- can you defend. The forced love story that doesn't need to exist. I never learned how to do common core math in school, but maybe my, <laughs> my kids will teach me a thing or two when they learn it. <laughs> maybe. Can you defend the forced love scene between, uh, um, uh, what's his fucking name? Can't, can't remember his name. You, you saw the movie. The love story between. Why can't I remember his fucking name? What are you talking about? Everybody thought, uh, the, the black guy. 
wasn't really a love scene. It's a love scene. It's it a was love a story. Kiss. It's a love story. Protecting the things that we love. Kiss. What's can people, you can you defend the the force? People it, were mad about that because it's forced. First of all, there doesn't need to be a love story. You know, there wasn't a love story in the original trilogy. It, what? Not not Han the, and Leia yeah, were a not, great love. Story. Not until the end, and that really wasn't that good of a love story. Not that good of a love story. But you take that did back, you, notice, you son of a did bitch. You notice from episode basically episode one until episode three, there was this love story between Padme and Anakin, and how shitty was that? Let's not introduce any love story. Star Wars doesn't need love stories. We don't need that in our Star Wars. Take that shit and get it out the fucking door. <laughs> we don't need love stories in our Star Wars. I'm so glad. I'm so glad I brought that up. Yeah. You are fired the fuck I just, up. I, it's just, it pisses me off because Disney can do great things. We know they've done it. They've done it with the Marvel Universe. Why are they fucking up Star Wars? How can... Don't fuck up Star Wars. It was a good sci-fi movie, but not a good Star Wars movie. They do. Disney does good work with uh, Toy Story Land. It's a good show. I think we're gonna we're gonna end a little early. We've got another topic that we didn't talk about, but it's gonna be something that's gonna take us a while. Rather than let the show run long, we're gonna we're just gonna leave you a little taste. You know, a little taste. You know, a little taste of what's to come. Uh, if you want to hear us talk about something uber serious, tune in next week. Tune in ne- next week. Yeah, we, we, we planned on talking about something that, you know... You knew we, we, were, you knew we were going to talk about it. You know, we, we, tried, we tried to steer clear. We say this, I should say. You and I both say, Adam, yeah, we don't like to talk about politics or controversial shit. We always do. So, uh, we, we, we tried to be light this show. Yeah. We tried to have fun. We talked about, you know, some movies, some stuff. So, I don't know, Adam. You know what Jedis wouldn't do? They wouldn't lock fucking kids in cages. That's what they wouldn't do.